He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Oh, it's a good day singing the song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day from morning till night. Hello, hello, yes, hello, hello. Good, good morning, and welcome, Grand Valley. <clears throat> Dog morning show. Oh, no, I'm starting off like this already. Let's see if that's any better. <laughs> Good morning, Howard. <laughs> Good morning, Grand Valley, and welcome to the show. It's the Watchdog Morning Show for a Tuesday, 7, 10, 10 minutes after the hour. We are up and we are running on uh, a nice morning this morning, clear skies. It is warm outside, 63 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 62 at the Highlands, 60 at my backyard in Elm Grove, and we've got 62 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Is this Indian summer after Indian summer? What is this? I, I, they used to call it summer. I'm, I remember waking up in the summer thinking, man, it's kind of warm out there. Well, no, it's wonder. It's in the middle 60s. What, what's the calendar? We're, no, what is November. The yeah, it says November. It is. Thanksgiving is, what, three weeks away? Something it's, like that? It's knocking on the door, Howard. Christmas is not too far behind. And then, uh, you know, the full-fledged winter usually hits us in January and February. But, yeah, 60 uh, mid 60s uh, right now, and we're going up to the mid 60s. Could even be close to 70 later in the day today. Cooling tonight down to around 40 for your overnight low with clear skies. But basically, uh, this week we're going to be in the 60s, right? All week long. It's going to be pretty close to the 60s until the end of the week when some rain comes in. So Adam will have that full forecast for us coming up a little bit later on this morning. Now, listen, pal, I, uh, I don't want to be an enabler. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to distress you or upset you. Okay. But uh, got up this morning and I felt an urgent need. I remember that. Yes. I felt an urgent need for Pepsi. Today felt like a Pepsi day to me. And I know that you're off the Pepsi. And I applaud you for that. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. You have continued to be off the Pepsi, I believe. I so. have my Fruit Punch Powerade Zero. That means no calories, no sugar, Howard. I, How I, much you got there? Good for you. <laughs> I have Pepsi. Regular, straight Pepsi with sugar and with <laughs> whole bunch. whatever else is in there. In fact, let me take just a good swig and get myself Hit up. Hit it hard, Howard. And I, I feel bad. I'm not trying to, you know, ah. I, I, want, I don't want to be your enabler. Hey, I'm fine. You know, I'm going to take a whiff. I can smell it from here, uh, Howard. Mm, mm -hmm, mm. A little bit of Pepsi this morning. And all is right with the world. Sun is up. Temperature is warm. I got some Pepsi. Things are right with the world. What are we going to do in this right world today? It is Election Day in Ohio. We'll take a minute or two to talk about issues one and two primarily. Abortion and marijuana are dominating. Those are the two issues that uh, are going to be probably the big ones in Ohio. We'll talk about that. Day one of Ogilvy's deer kill is done. Didn't hear a lot about it yesterday, but to the extent that we can, we'll take a look at that. Trump turned his time on the witness stand into rambling rants and political statements. My favorite meme yesterday on Facebook, Bob, was uh, the it was a courtroom scene, the judge sitting on his bench, and the defense attorney is uh, standing in front of him. Donald Trump is in the witness stand. And the defense attorney says, Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a, a brief recess. My client's pants are on fire. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Ah. <laughs> it was a, it was a well, you got to get it first, but it was a pretty good, uh, I thought it was a pretty good joke. We'll talk about uh, Trump's time on the witness stand yesterday. Apparently no closer to a ceasefire in Gaza. That's not good news. Pentagon reporter Tom Scateri is in. He updates us on that. WVU economist John Deskins joins us with his economic outlook for our area. Plus, a local country festival calls it quits. More talk about tipping, and we'll have some holiday talk. It's all coming up along the way. Now, anywhere along the way, you want to be part of the program. It's simple. It's easy. You use the Frio Stack auction service text line, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, and uh, that's the text line. Get you in here. You can use the Frio Stack auction service phone line if you would like to at 304-232-8255. Dozen after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show brought to you by WVU Medicine. Um, before we dig into the news, though, Bob, a personal note to 
pass along this morning. Not a really tough one yesterday, Howard. I lost a, a, a true hero. I mean, I, I knew this hero. We had a, a, a great friendship, him and I. He was my oldest friend, and unfortunately – I'm talking about Jim Frio Sr., who just a couple weeks ago, Howard, we were wishing a happy 98th birthday. Yeah, we sang happy birthday to him just a couple of weeks ago. We did, and nothing changed. I mean, just the day before he passed, he was driving his car, and he was out and independent as you and I, and he just passed. Probably more than I. I would say yes, maybe even me. And he passed, Howard. He, just like that, he went away. And to be shocked when, when someone passes at 98, I— I guess it's a little unusual. 98, Bob, you know. It's... But I was shocked, and everybody I think that knew Jim Frio Sr. yesterday was shocked because, again, he just he just came and, 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 and he went. And I was very, very sad, Howard. You know what a softie I am. I was I very do. sad. I did. And uh, what helped me get through it was two things. It seems like we live in a day and age now where dementia hits you at a very, very early age. I don't like to talk about it. Exactly. No, I'm serious. And here's a man that was 98 years old, and he had his wits. To the very end, he had his wits. And again, think about that. That's, I, that's uncommon these days. And the other thing was, and it would have probably been his biggest fear, was they never had to hook him up. You know, they never tried to revive him. They never tried to, you know what I'm saying, a machine helping him uh, stay alive. Exactly. He didn't have that. He passed. And he lost his missus a, a, a while ago, and from that day forward, I know because he told me several times he was ready to go. Yeah, he was ready, and you he know, got his wish I, yesterday. It is interesting to me how many um, surviving spouses become prepared after the first spouse dies. And you're right. And he was more than that. He was true blue. He was a one woman's man. Jim Frio Senior was, and. Uh, he was ready, but he kept himself fit. And how many people would you think in their 90s, Howard, watched what they ate? You know, he wanted to stay fit. He wanted to remain healthy, even though he was he was ready to go for some time. So Jim Frio, uh, Rick Frio, we're thinking of you today. And uh, your dad was a real dandy, and uh, we're all going to miss him. I do want to stress, and everybody hopefully got what Bob Slider just said, it's Jim Frio Sr., as in Jim Frio, a Frio and Stack's dad. I don't don't want there to be many, any misunderstanding. No, thank you, Howard. Because of the same name, Jim Frio Senior, ninety eight years old, is the father of Jim Frio, who was just here with us. Jim Frio of Frio Stack Auction. So, uh, I don't want there to be misunderstanding. Also, though, should be sympathy for Jim, uh, and for really tough, and yes. for the whole family, absolutely. And um, what are you talking? You know, I will be brutally honest with you. Alzheimer's, dementia. It's what scares me the most. Stayed away from him. I'm telling you, he would have none of that. You know, um, I take the Prevagen. It's not really a medication. It's a, you know, it's a, a herbal medicine. They sell it to keep, supposedly keep your mind clean or clear, because uh, it's it's the th it's what worries me. You know, I have um, I have uh, heart problems, kidney problems, liver problems, lung problems. All right, I got them all. But what scares the the be jabbers out of me is dementia and. Um, and given what I the way I handle things at the end of last week, I'm starting to wonder if I'm beginning to slip to begin with. But uh, to see someone hit 90, uh, 90 uh, late 90s. 98, he was driving the car uh, the, the day before he passed. To, to not have to deal with that is a is a tremendous thing. So uh, anyways, and uh, my condolences along with yours go out to to the family, and we pray for the peaceful transition of his soul. Uh, all right. Well, 717 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, coming up next, let's take a look at a couple of the news stories of the morning, starting with Ohio Election Day and the two big issues that are going to be facing Buckeye State, State voters. If you have not yet gone to the polls for early voting, which ended uh, late last week, but it was open for a couple of weeks, uh, if you have not yet gone to the polls for early voting, a quick reminder of what Issue 1 and Issue 2 are and what the implications of them are, and some of the local races that are going on in uh, Belmont County as well. That's all coming up here on this Tuesday edition of the Watchdog Morning Show, where it is 7:17. Hi, it's Oppie Kirchival from Talkline on Metro News. Talkline comes your way weekdays at 10.06. On the next show, we'll be joined by Chris Steierwalt from the Dispatch and the American Enterprise Institute. And also coming up on the next Talkline, we'll... Try to sort through 
how this new foundation is going to distribute millions and millions of dollars in opioid settlement money. All that and more on the next Talk Line, 10.06 Tuesday morning on this Metro News Station. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project and get 11% off everything. Check out Menard's great selection of Lutron lighting controls. LED plus dimmer switches let you create perfect lighting for any activity. Lutron dimmer switches are available in three color options. Right now, just $19.98 after 11% off. Good through November 12th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menard's. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Nineteen, nineteen after the hour here, we're looking at clear skies at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport where the temperature is 63 degrees, 62 at the Highlands, 60 in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 62 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It is going to be uh, cloudy or at least sort of hazy through mid-morning, then gradual clearing. Could see sunshine during the later part of the day. Daytime high around 65, clear down to around 40 overnight. Maybe a little bit of rain in the overnight hours going into tomorrow morning and slight chance of rain for a couple of days thereafter. Uh, 7 20, 20 after the hour. On this, which is Election Day, for those of you in the Buckeye State, and there are, which I'll run a few of them down in a minute, there are some local elections that you want to know about, a couple of council races, school board races, of individual county levies, and so on. But in the Buckeye State, two statewide issues top the ballot in this Election Day. They are Ohio Issue 1 and Ohio Issue 2. Ohio Issue 1 is the... Essentially, the abortion issue. It, uh, it codifies the right to an abortion into Ohio's Constitution. Uh, it establishes in the Constitution an individual right, quote, to one's own reproductive medical treatment, including but not limited to abortion. Uh, it goes on to detail some of the ways it can be implemented, uh, protecting people from the state trying to stop it. The state cannot prevent abortions Prior to viability, the state cannot interfere in doctors' decisions with their patients and so on. So it's essentially a right to abortion issue, issue number one. And issue number two is not, a little bit of confusion on this, I think, it is not a constitutional amendment. Issue one would change the Ohio Constitution. Issue two simply revises the laws on marijuana use. Right now in Ohio, we have medicinal marijuana. Issue number two would legalize, regulate, and tax adult-use marijuana for recreational purposes. Those 21 of age or older could possess two and a half ounces of cannabis in any form and 15 gra grams of extract as well. Now, uh, underage usage would, mean, would still be illegal in Ohio. Again, issue one is a constitutional amendment, Bob. Issue two is revising the state code. Uh, now, the difference in that is that the code could be re-revised later on by legislators. I have a question and I have an observation. Which one would you like first, sir? Well, let's have the question and then we can observe together. The question would be, I heard you with Hoppy yesterday and I heard you and I know because we're pretty close and we work together that uh, you said it's quiet. You know, those issues, uh, the, the word on the street is pretty quiet. So my question is, is it because not just somewhat, but I think these are two extremely 
controversial things. This isn't a bus levy or a, a, a tax for school. And the question is, why is it quiet? Because it's is it because these 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 uh, because they're so controversial. You know, I, I, people Sarah, might not want to know your you might not want your neighbor to know exactly how you're going to vote on the abortion amendment. I hear what you're saying, and I don't have any the answer is I don't know because I don't have an answer to this. Six months ago, as I would have looked down the road towards coming towards this election, I would have expected that we would be doing multiple shows on, and I'd be getting multiple Frio Stack auction service text line texts about both of these issues. Essentially codifying abortion, legalizing recreational marijuana. I expected this to be street-level buzz. <laughs> no, no, no. No pun intended in that. I expected this to be things people be talking about. And I hear what you're saying. On the other hand, really the abortion thing in particular is something that has become public debate. Years ago, it was something you kind of did quietly. It, it, I mean, it's, it's out there in public. You see, you see protests. You see parades. You see people doing all kinds of things in support or opposing it. I don't understand why here in the Upper Ohio Valley, and maybe I miss it. I'm, I'll lay, lay that as a possibility. Maybe I don't, I'm just missing it. I, I, I have not heard or seen a lot of discussion about either one of these around here. Have you? Am I, am no, I missing this? No, exactly right. And, and this is my observation. Uh, normally, and, and I remember uh, this time last year, uh, it's never come to the ballot like this in West Virginia, but it has in West Virginia before. And it seemed like a good two weeks before Election Day, there was a steady pushback. Every day you heard of somebody else telling you what a horrible idea it was to legalize marijuana. Now, this past couple weeks up till today, I heard a little bit. You know, it's it's your standard police saying, it's look, this is a horrible. a little bit more in the last week or two. I agree with you. Yeah. You think it has? See, I thought I was going the other way. I thought to ask you, have they thrown in the towel saying, no. look, we can't stop this train? Governor DeWine yesterday went out and made a big statement against both issues, one and two, uh, the... I don't know if it's the FOP or whatever, but local, but law enforcement as a group has been running a lot of TV ads. You know, it's a danger to our streets to allow this uh, marijuana, uh, recreational marijuana. Um, I'm seeing a bigger push right now than I was before. And speaking as purely as a political strategist, I've been thinking some of these groups hoarded their money so they could put it all here at the end, so it'd be top of mind with people that went to the polls. Um, but, but in terms of, I just don't, I. I don't go to the bars, but I mean, I don't hear people talking about this. And I thought I, but either one of them, and I thought I would hear people talking about and, it. And again, trying to analyze this a little bit, Howard, I, I would think that these these issues are so cut and dry. No matter who you would parade out in front, let's say the last three days before election, on any kind of pushback, you would think that's a waste of time because I would think it's it, they've already made their mind up. No matter what you say, it's either yes or no. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's going to be yes to both of them. I say hi. I'm going to go close to 70% on the marijuana. I'm not going to make a, 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 a – it's not going to be 49.4 to, you know, uh, 49.8 or whatever. I mean, I mean it, it's going to be – I think both of them will pass by a non-debatable margin. What, is, what does that mean? You know, 53 to 47. It's not going to be close. I, it's not going to be – narrow. Uh, I think they both will pass – um, and part of it's because I don't hear a lot of talk. I think the people are just, folks are gathering their plans to go to vote. They're not going to stump forth. They're not pounding the street. They're not putting up placards. Uh, either way, they're just going to go vote. And I think, as we are seeing across the country, there is a desire to protect some form of the right to abortion in the wake of Roe v. Wade. So I think you'll see that. And I think it's just, let's be honest about it, like it or not, Recreational marijuana is slowly but surely becoming the standard. It, it, it is, Howard. And if your me memory is better than mine here on this issue, didn't the, the Ohio legislation last year really try to muddy the water with the amendment they where, where they added something they where did. it was confusing they and also to. where you said, well, maybe I don't want that? They did. That's right. And they tried, to, they tried to phrase it in such a way you weren't sure what you're supposed to do to vote. And there was a real effort made. Listen, this Ohio legislature is sneaky. Not to mention corrupt. Um, so, yeah, there was a real effort made to, to kind of manipulate us. But 
Uh, my prediction this morning is that um, they both will pass. They both will pass without debatable margins. Again, I'm not going to say, I don't think it's 70%, but it's also not going to be so close that you call for a recount. I think I think we will see. And the recreational marijuana thing, I don't know, um, how. when does the constitutional amendment take effect? I, I think the, uh, if I remember correctly. 30 days, I, I well, believe. I think that's the marijuana one. Yes, okay. Yeah, in 30 days. It takes goes into effect in 30 days. Where the majority of the states that legalized it waited till the following year, till right. after January. But no, Ohio says 30 days. If I am correct, and I, I, I'm willing to, to be corrected if I'm wrong, uh, I think that one would be, I believe that one takes effect. If once, it, once it passed by the voters, uh, if, if passed by the voters today, uh, it would go into effect on, um, in, in 30 days. So you could be having a holly jolly Christmas. I got my day already planned. Howard, you want to come with me? <laughs> we'll stop at one of those shops. All right. You know what I'm saying? We'll cruise by Spencer's. We'll hang out there a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll get hungry about that time. We'll go to Melman's. Oh, that's good to get something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a day out of it, Howard. Um, how's it going to go out? As I mentioned, I, I have my personal opinion, and I think Bob does too, that we both feel. I just feel it. I feel it in my my spidey sense says both issues are going to pass. Um, early voting, you know, we don't know who, how people vote early voting, but we do know who voted early. And number one, heavy, heavy early voting. Lots of people voted early. That's normally a sign that people care. They don't want to, they want to make sure they get their vote in. And it was a significant trend for Democrats and independents were much more at the polls for early voting than were Republicans. Now, listen, these are, well, certainly the marijuana issue is one that can be across the aisle. So maybe you can't say Democrats are all going to vote for these and Republicans against it. But I think if you got to make a generic statement, and I, I recognize that it's not universal, I think you probably see Democrats voting more for these, Republicans voting more against them. And with early turnout showing significant Democrat and, and independent support, again, to me, a little sign that they're probably going to pass. And I would think maybe it's just my chauvinistic thinking that I would think this would be a real important issue for women also, Howard. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, and that's and that's what's going to turn the uh, the uh, issue number one. That, the tide on issue number one in Ohio and in other places all across the country. And there are other places where this is going to be an issue. It's going to be women leading the charge. Not all women are the, will be the ones to make it pass, but women will be leading the charge. Uh, real quickly, if you are in uh, Belmont County or other parts of eastern Ohio, uh, there are a number of council seats and other things you want, might want to know about. Let's see real quick. Four candidates uh, running for three seats in Martins Ferry, St. Clairsville, three-way race for mayor. Incumbent Catherine Thalman is running against Bill Brooks, our old friend. Um, and longtime councilwoman Linda Jordan. That will be kind of interesting. Watch to see how that. No, they gonna let Billy out. in to vote, Howard. Yeah. How's how's that work? I think if you're a candidate, you have to be allowed to go vote. Uh, Barnesville Council got elections. Uh, Bel Air Village Village Council got election. Um, race for the mayor in Bethesda, uh, Brookside, Holloway, Powhatan Point. You all have elections to be aware of. There are some tax issues uh, on the ballot in Belmont County. 1% income tax increase uh, on the ballot in Martins Ferry for general operating expenses. St. Clairsville, a 0.95 mil property tax renewal for five years. Uh, and there are many others as well. I'm not running everything down, but those are ones to be aware of. School boards. Uh, Bel Air's got a school board race, Shadyside. St. Clairsville school board race as well. So the two big issues, the giant ones casting a shadow, are issue one and issue two, abortion and marijuana. But listen, each individual, almost everybody's got something to vote for. And somebody asked me yesterday via the text, uh, do we vote on the bus levy renewal in eastern Ohio? The answer is yes. Bus levy renewal is also up. This time tomorrow, we'll know the answers. We'll we know the answers to all of those, and we will be sure to let you know as well. Um, all right. Let's see. The homeless coming up. Uh, not the homeless themselves coming up. What time are they coming in, Howard? Uh, homeless discussion coming up at Wheeling City Council. We'll preview that for you uh, coming up in a minute or two. And uh, Donald Trump went off the rails, as expected, on the witness stand yesterday. And at one point, uh, the attorney general and the judge kind of said, 
oh, what the hell? Just let him go. Just let him go. And he ran and he railed, and then it was over and done with. We'll kind of take a preview of that, and Tom Scuteri and I will talk about it more in depth coming up later on. Coming up in the next half hour, Mr. Slider will tell us more about the playoff picture here in uh, West Virginia. But first, why don't we check Ohio Valley headlines, and Taylor Long is here to help us with that. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this November the 7th. Fork Ridge Road has reopened this morning following a two-vehicle collision where four air medical units responded. Marshall County Sheriff Bill Helms told 7 News that the accident involved a pickup truck and a sedan. It happened in the area of 5676 Fork Ridge Road. There was one person in the truck and five in the sedan. Four were flown to Ruby Memorial Hospital in Morgantown and one was flown to Reynolds Memorial. We do not know how serious the injuries were. Sheriff Helms says the police are investigating now and they intend to get a search warrant for the dash cam in one of the vehicles. Stay with 7 News for updates. 7 News is your local election headquarters. Polls are opening in just over an hour for the Ohio election. Issues 1 and 2 will be a big part of the ballot. Issue 1 would enshrine the right to an abortion in Ohio. Those against it say the proposed amendment goes too far, while those for it say current laws are too extreme. And issue two would make marijuana legal for Ohioans 21 and over. Advocates say it would be treated just like alcohol in the state, but some state officials say it's more complicated than that. And polling locations will be opening at 6.30 this morning until 7.30 tonight. You must bring a valid photo ID to the polls to vote, such as an Ohio driver's license, military ID, or passport. You can get complete election results tonight on 7 News at 10 and 11, and of course on our website, WTRF.com. And just a quick reminder to our Comcast viewers, WTRF My Ohio Valley is now on channel 1165. And the Ohio State Highway Patrol's Steubenville Post is collecting new and unwrapped toys for the Marine Corps Reserve's Toys for Tots program. You can drop off toys any time of the day or week at 1377 Caddis Road in Wintersville. They'll be taking donations until December 10th, but they will not be accepting cash donations of any kind. Once again, the toys must be in new condition and unwrapped. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Are you traveling? Working a little bit too much? Is your fur baby starting to get a little shaggy? Let Dirty Paws be your one-stop shop for all of your pet care needs. Stop in and see us at 202 18th Street or give us a call at 304-639-7754 to schedule your appointments for dog grooming, doggy daycare, and dog boarding today. When the unexpected happens, it's good to know you can count on the certified professional restorers at Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Whether it's fire, smoke, flood, or storm that damages your home or business, you can rest assured that we have helped thousands of families just like yours. With the right people, equipment, and expertise, we are ready to respond 24 hours a day to get you quickly back on your feet. When disaster strikes, just pick up the phone. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Thirty-seven, twenty-three till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A little protest song there. I'm trying to figure out 
what the theme of the morning is. This well, I gave morning. you a clue, Howard. What was the first song? Uh, what was the first? Sweet Home Alabama. Okay, Alabama. Okay, I'm looking for a connection. Between Ohio, that. Alabama, Ohio. It's not a protest song. Yeah, Sweet Sweet Home Alabama is not a protest song. Right, this we're, the states we're we're paying tribute to the states, Howard. Oh, I have nine awesome. songs. Oh, yes, yes, okay. I have nine I songs that uh, refer to a state, Howard. Bumper music of the states today. All right, very good. Seven thirty-eight twenty-two till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Adam Fike will be up in a minute or two. Uh, coming up later, well, coming up uh, next hour, we're going to talk to Tom Skateri, our national correspondent, about uh, what's happening with Israel, Hamas, Gaza Strip. Uh, things are not going well over there. Uh, the uh, uh, president, President Biden, is asking Netanyahu to uh, please allow a humanitarian ceasefire, and Netanyahu's going, mm, not going to do that. Uh, the troubles in this country of pro-Palestinian groups getting more and more vocal uh, going on, and that's a political problem for President Biden, so there's that issue to get into uh, with Tom Scateri. And we'll talk about the Trump trial yesterday. Trump took the witness stand. He actually said some things that were not good for his own cause, but more importantly, he just rambled and, you know, witch hunt, and the judge is right there, and he says, well, you, sir, are just uh, being totally unfair to me. And they tried to control him for a minute or two, and the judge told the, the defense attorney, he said, uh, you know, control your control your your client, and uh, Trump's attorney said, "I think he's doing okay." And finally, that uh, they decided, you know what? Go ahead, just ramble and rant. We're not going to stop you. It's going to do no good for you, but you're going to do that. So we'll talk about that next hour with uh, Tom Scateri, and then uh, John Deskin's coming in. John comes in a couple times a year with us. Uh, he is the uh, with the WVU's Bureau of Economic and Business Research, and he's the guy who usually sets the, what they call the economic outlook. Uh, there was a gathering of uh, local leaders at the uh, casino a couple weeks ago, and uh, John and his team put together a, a look at where the high spots and low spots are economically here in the immediate upper Ohio Valley, and we'll talk about that coming up with John later. And then tomorrow, ho, 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 Santa Claus is coming here because I was talking to Santa. Uh, yes, I do talk to Santa. I was talking to Santa uh, last week. And I said, hey, I want to get you on the show. And he goes, hey, listen, ho, 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 I'll, you're coming, my busy season's coming up. I'm not going to have much time. I flipped the switch at Ogilvy, and then I'm, that's like I'm starting to run. So I said, well, then can you come in on Wednesday? He said, all right, I'll come in on Wednesday. Because, Bob, I want to find out what does he do during his offseason. And, Howard, try not to tick him off, all right? We want to stay on the good side of Santa Claus. We don't want to get on the bad side. Listen, do me a favor. If by any chance I start to ramble in a way that would make him not like me, okay. would you remind him that my son Teddy should not be held accountable to the sins of his grandfather? I will remind him that Teddy nor myself have anything to do with you, Howard. <laughs> yes, I will. Santa Claus here on Monday and then on, th or on uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. And then on Thursday, um, Randy Chamberlain's coming in. He, for a long time, was an insurance uh, salesman, businessman, uh, owner in, uh, in uh, Moundsville. Currently, member of city council. Um, he uh, at one time back in the back in the old days was part of the good guys on WKWK radio and on, 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 uh, several of the local radio stations, including this one. He was on thirteen seventy uh, once upon a time. So he's he, and then he when he retired, he wrote columns for the Moundsville Echo called Around the Mound, and he's taken some of his columns, put them into a book, and the book is just coming out for Christmas, and we're going to talk about his book. I promised him. No, I didn't promise him. I told him there will be no political talk. Randy's a friend of mine. We get along great as long as we stay away from politics. Because if we start getting into politics, put up the dukes, put up the dukes. It's going to be fun, though, with Randy. So that's a bit what we are doing this week here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Let's go over to Adam Fike from the Big 7 WTRF-TV. Adam, what a great morning it is this morning. Sometimes I even surprise myself, Howard. <laughs> it's one of those days that I'm pleasantly I'm I'm okay with being wrong on days like today. It got it was way warmer than I was expecting it to get last night, and I'm like, you know what? I'll take the L on this one. It's warm. It's comfortable. I'm not going to complain. When I get up, first thing I do in the morning, or maybe the second thing I do in the morning, is uh, I ask my uh, personal assistant. No, it's not Nancy. You people, I don't mean Nancy. Uh, Alexa, I ask Alexa, what's the temperature? And she said 60, I think she told me at the time, 65 degrees. I, I said, Alexa, please repeat that. <laughs> 65 degrees at 6 o'clock in the morning. 
crazy. And it's still, we're still in the 60s right now. Yep. I mean, most of us, I mean, a few of us are trying to dip into the 50s, but most of us still in the 60s. We're going to stay in the 60s much of the week. So not a whole lot to complain about, honestly. Is this, I mean, are we beginning yet another summery winter? Does that make sense? I mean, last year we had almost no winter. We had a couple of small snowstorms, turned cold a couple of days, but it was a really pretty mild winter. Here we are. I mean, we're, we're only a couple of weeks away from Thanksgiving. The holiday season, in many ways, is in a full swing. And we're looking at a week of the 60s much of this week. I mean, once again, nothing to complain about. I mean, you also have to remember, November doesn't directly affect December. November normally tends to be a drier. We also see wild swings in temperatures because we start to see the jet stream either become more active or start to stall out. What we're actually seeing is the jet stream stalling out, but way far north. So we're not seeing systems bringing cooler temperatures or rain chances really in. So since it's physically stalled out over Michigan, we're just going to continue to stay warm. I've been seeing a lot of headlines um, in weather places about El Nino. Is El Nino going to be an impactful thing for us this winter season? Honestly, that's still what's the trickiest part right now. So El Nino definitely is going to be a factor this winter, but how strong? We know it's likely going to be a very strong impact for parts of, like, let's say the northwest, Pacific northwest, as well as across the south. The unfortunate part is here in the Ohio Valley in the Great Lakes Midwest is where El Nino is most uncertain. So we're likely going to see average precip this winter, but it's just a matter of our temperatures. We're still not 100% sure. Not holding you to a single thing and knowing this, it's impossible to really predict, but you say average precip. Are we looking for, I mean, last year the snow was almost non-existent. We had a couple of, of uh, snowfalls and that was it. I think only two of them really, not, neither one of them was really major. Uh, is that what you mean by uh, average precipitation? Or are we going to see at least a little bit more snow to the best of your ability to look ahead? Two things. One, it's precip overall. So this means if you total, if you, I got you. basically okay. melted down snow, included rain, that's how much precip we see. All right. So it was, it was unfair of me to take precipitation and turn that word into snow. I got you. I understand. The issue with that is you, it's hard. You can't forecast. You can forecast pressure outside of a week span, but it's hard to forecast precip. Yep. So we can start to get an idea that we're going to see, for example, I can't give away too much information because we're putting this in our uh, winter outlook that's going to be coming out here in the next couple of weeks, which I can't give away too much information for that yet. Oh, come but on. We're friends. Just, get, just tell us what it's going to be. <laughs> what I can be for our tease, at least, is we're going to definitely see a more active jet stream this winter. So let's say beginning much of November and early December are not going to be active, which means we're going to see above average temperatures and not a whole lot in precip or snow. Once we get towards the end of December and January, that's when we're going to start to see our active jet stream like what we saw in September and October, where we saw and are seeing these wild temperature swings and rain chances, which means there are going to be days in December, end of December, days in January, where we're going to see temperatures well above average one day, like in the 50s, and then the next day can be cold with snow. That's just meaning we're having a more active jet stream. Gotcha. That's what we're going to see this winter. So we could, so have, some, definitely, we, we could have some roller coasters. There's definitely going to be quite a few roller coasters. Now, I do think we're going to see more than one inch of snow this year. <laughs> okay. How much above one inch, I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. All right. Well, you can't predict all the way out through the winter. You're pretty good at uh, predicting the week's weather. Let's take a look at what we have to come up with this week. Uh, cloudy uh, for part of the day today, high in the mid-60s, I think. Where do we go after today? So basically the rest of the week is sort of the same. We're going to see clouds basically every single morning. So today, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, every morning sees clouds. Today, we see sunshine return quickly by lunchtime. So it's that partly cloudy day. Morning's cloudy, afternoon's basically clear. Tomorrow, we'll say that partly to mostly cloudy. We we'll, might see a stray shower between, I would call that, what, 7 to 11 a.m. We could see a stray shower. Okay. Nothing too heavy evening could see a little bit of drizzle thursday though is going to be our actual best chance for rain nothing but now this is nothing that's going to be too widespread it's just going to be 
a few spotty showers, mainly in the morning, and then temperatures drop Friday. So rest of the week, expect clouds in the morning, pockets of sunshine during the afternoon, but temperatures in the 60s until we get to Friday where we're back into the 50s, and then we see sunshine through the weekend and below 50s. All right, not a bad forecast. 63, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 62 at the Highlands. 60 in my backyard in Elm Grove. And 62 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Adam, as always, I appreciate it. And I think we shall try this again tomorrow, if that's okay with you. I would love that. We should try it again. Okay, right, let's do it. Let's make it a date. We'll do it tomorrow morning. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate it very much. Have a good day. 7.48 does until the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Well, uh, our two uh, broadcast teams that we followed all season long in high school football, uh, Central and John Marshall, are out of the playoff picture. But that does not mean the Upper Ohio Valley is out of the playoff Yeah, picture. there's still a couple teams uh, that uh, are in the hunt, Howard, and we'll w- wish them the best, and we'll mention them, I guess, when we come back. Take a look at the playoff picture as we know it coming up on Slider on Sports on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hi, it's Oppie Kirchival from Talkline on Metro News. Talkline comes your way weekdays at 10.06. On the next show, we'll be joined by Chris Steierwalt from the Dispatch and the American Enterprise Institute. And also coming up on the next Talkline, we'll try to sort through how this new foundation is going to distribute millions and millions of dollars in opioid settlement money. All that and more on the next Talkline, 10.06 Tuesday morning on this Metro News station. You took the first step and quit smoking. But even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's health care demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. We embody the mountaineer spirit. Building upon strong traditions. Pioneering medical care. Moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital. Delivering the right care. Right place. Right time. Sports Map Radio is on all night long. Tune in to get up to the minute sports coverage on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We, we are the Watchdog. The nights get cooler, trees shed their leaves. It's autumn in the Ohio Valley. Seasons may change, but you can always count on your morning news and information, plus good conversation right here. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on the Watchdog Radio Network. California Dreaming before, right? You've been out uh, to the West Coast on occasion. I've been only in my dreams, Howard. Oh, I'm, no, I thought you I thought No, been... no. That's why I was so envious of you and Mr. Bryson and that group uh, jumping on the bus and uh, heading to the coast. No, but the way I want to do it is uh, I want to do it in my car. I want to have a couple weeks. And I want to have about 10 grand. Do you know how long it would take to get to drive nonstop? Uh, but you would stop it. Do you know how long it would take to drive from here to California? I would say probably two and a half days. Surprisingly, no, because Teddy asked me, and when Teddy asked, I do the. I, so you're saying if you kept a speed at like seventy miles an hour, hour and a half, an hour and a half, a day and a half, a day and a half. Wow, day and a half, day and a half. He told me that he was, Granddad, I think I, I think you got from here. I don't know why he said from St. Clair's. I think he said from Steak and Shake. I guess he wants to leave from Steak and Shake. He said, uh, uh, Granddad, if you leave from Steak and Shake, you'll be in California in about a day and a few extra hours. And I said, oh, no, Teddy, that's, it, it'll be longer than that. And, and then, uh, as he always says, well, Google it. So I did, and I put on my Google Maps. And, yeah, about 
about uh, 20, about, 10, about 36 hours. So if you drove straight without a break, no stopping for hotels or anything, didn't spend the night overnight, day and a half from here to California, I would have thought longer. I really would have. Yeah, because you know what, you and I, we, we, we take into consideration, Howard. Food. But yeah, we're going to stop at least three times and eat, so it's going to take us a lot <laughs> that's longer. that's in the morning. Yeah, we're just getting started. What time is it, Howard? It's time to eat. It's time to eat again, of course. Um, yeah, so my first visit to the West Coast was, as you know, I'd never been all the way to the West Coast, all the way to the Pacific, until this last trip we took. Um, and it was, it was, it was um, I mean, it's just water, but it, it, there was something about it. Man, I've now been to Here the I Pacific am. Ocean. Yeah. yeah. And it's why I haven't made up my mind yet, but I'm leaning more and more and more to one of the trips I think we're going to take this year is a West Coast cruise. Gone ho? Starting in Vancouver. No, we're not. No, will you stop that? Not Hawaii. Uh, the West Coast cruise starts in Vancouver and then goes down the coast all the way down to San Francisco and so on. Uh, and I and many ports of call there, Seattle and so on. Um, haven't signed up yet, but that's kind of where my heart is at, too. Because um, the West Coast, is, I've never, never done the West Coast other than being out there in a Santa Monica this past year, so looking forward to that. It's six before the hour here on, how did I bring, oh, California Dreaming. That's yes. what got me thinking about. Six before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, regular season play is done in high school football in West Virginia, but playoffs are underway. It is part of what we have for you this morning in Slider on Sports. It is, and we'll get to that just in a minute. But last night, Monday Night Football, Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Charger offense was way too much for the New York Jets. Jets. The Chargers win 27 to 6. The Chargers defense with eight sacks in the game. Herbert 16 of 30 for just 136 yards, but he became the fastest quarterback in NFL history to get to 1,500 completions. Kind of shocking, but congratulations. Uh, Dervius Davis returned a punt for an 87 yard touchdown, and Austin Eckler had two rushing touchdowns for the Chargers. The Jets. I'm having trouble with Chargers this morning, Howard. What is the matter with me? That's pretty easy, isn't it? Charger. Char chargers. For the so. Chargers, the Jets dropped a four and four, and the Chargers, chargers. improved a four and four. I'm done with that. Get out of here, Chargers. Get, go away, Chargers. <laughs> Major League Baseball news yesterday. The Chicago Cubs fired their manager, David Ross, and then they hired the Milwaukee Brewers manager, Craig Council making Council the highest-paid manager in the big leagues. I saw What's he getting paid? I, I saw that he was the highest-paid, you know? Very unusual. They're in the same division, and Council was under contract still with Milwaukee uh, ball team. Yeah. And that, that, that doesn't happen very uh, long, very often, Howard. In Morgantown at the Coliseum, the University of West Virginia men's basketball team kicked off the season with a win. It was the Mountaineers, 67, Missouri State, 59, Josh Eichler. Uh, with his first win as the WVU head coach. Next up for the Mountaineers, they host Monmouth on Friday. All the action will be right here on the Watchdog Network. As Howard said, West Virginia High School football playoffs, they get underway this weekend. Here are some of the matchups. Single A, the top seed is not Howard Monroe, but James Monroe at number one, and they will open up against number 16, Sherman, number East uh Number 11, East Hardy. They'll be at number 6, St. Mary's. Number 10, Tyler Consolidated. They are at Tug Valley. And the Cameron uh, Dragons will host a game. They are number 8. They will host number 9, Man. That is a Saturday game with kickoff at 1.30. Double A, top seed, North Marion. They open up against Lincoln on Friday night. Number five, Weir. They host number 12, Frankfurt. That also is on Friday night. Let's look at the AAA. Your top seed is Cabell Midland, and they will host Musselman Friday night. Also on Friday night, number 11, Wheeling Park. They will travel and face number six, Jefferson. Slider on sports time, 757. And we, the uh, Pine Room boys will talk about this and more coming up today at noon, noon to three, is the Pine Room guys. I'm sure, and there's still a couple teams uh, left on the Ohio side. We'll take a look at that uh, tomorrow, but I don't want to slight them, but uh, Ohio is a couple weeks ahead of us, Howard. Tony Caridi is in, of course, with Statewide Sports Line tonight at 6 o'clock. The Josh Eilert Show gets underway tonight now after Tony. And high school sports line, I'm, I'm sorry, pardon me, I'm jumping ahead. That's tomorrow. Excuse moi, excuse moi. Because I wanted to get to something I did want to promote for tonight. Tony is on from 6 to 7. Touchdown City 
looking at WVU football was on from 7 to 8. And the brand-new full-court press begins at 8 o'clock tonight with the new co-host of Full Court Press. Who's looking, that, hard? Looking at WVU basketball. It's a little guy by the name of... Bob Huggins. A little bit shocking there. All right, Coach. Way to go, Huggy. Bob Huggins joins the Watchdog Radio Network with Full Court Press uh, beginning tonight. Catch that at 8 o'clock. The uh, deal with uh, Huggy was uh, he's going to come on and, t- and analyze games and analyze the, the, the schedule and all that kind of stuff. But he kind of eh, said, all right, but the first time out tonight, I have a few things to say. Boy, you got to tune in for that one then. Tonight at 8 o'clock on the Watchdog Radio Network, AM 1600, WKKX, uh, FM 98.1, AM 1370, WVOI, FM 97.7, and online. You can't get it. Make sure to listen online at uh, watchdognetwork.com. I have not heard this. Um, I I know the folks who are producing the show, and they said, well, we're going to make sure he's not too bad, but um, he wanted to – Tell his story. Oh, we remember the last time he was on radio. It was pretty interesting. It was indeed. So uh, Bob Huggins joins the Watchdog Radio Network as part of Full Court Press tonight. Tonight's the night. Won't be just any night. Huggy this evening here on the Watchdog. All right, just about 8 o'clock, and uh, we'll head over to ABC. They're going to cover the world for us coming up next. Uh, I want to talk about a few local stories. Then we'll get to uh, Tom Scateri. Uh, taking a look at Trump's trial yesterday. He was on the witness stand and uh, the latest in Gaza where Netanyahu says we are not going to do a humanitarian ceasefire. Too bad for those people in Gaza. So all of this coming up as the Watchdog Morning Show moves on for a Tuesday. WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. It's not the presidential contest, but it is election day in several states and cities across the country. And a 